Welcome to the MX Podcast featuring Dan Roberts. Hello and welcome to another episode of the MX Podcast. I'm Dan, your host. Today, I'm going to share my five tips to stop you comparing yourself to others. This is a very practical podcast, very similar to last week's, last week's, last month's episode, actually, um, on, on body confidence. I had so many lovely messages regarding that episode. It was by far my most downloaded episode. So that's why I've taken a few weeks off because I'm going to make future episodes a bit more like that. I'm going to be very practical and share a handful of tips on a particular subject rather than just having a chat. So hopefully you like the format of this. So yeah, today we're going to talk about comparison. Now, the age of social media has definitely made the mental health ramifications of comparison more obvious. I do think that social media platforms amplify, you could argue, exploit certain aspects of the human condition. And comparison is very much a part of the human condition. But when we do it to excess, it doesn't make us happy. Let's just scroll through Instagram for a moment. What happens? Scroll past, scroll past. This person has more followers. Another person, this person has more engagement. Never scroll. Oh, this person has a better lifestyle. Never scroll. Oh, they're richer. Never scroll. They've got better friends than me. Oh, look at this influencer being paid to Dubai or go to the Maldives and I can't afford to go on holiday and I hate my job. The more you scroll, the more we just feel rubbish. I think we humans are kind of suckers for punishment. It's like a, a morbid curiosity and it does us no favors. But why do we do it? Well, it's not just social media, which I'll talk about in a minute, but we do it to make sense of the world. That's why I do compare. It is very much part of our of the human condition. Think of any of the questions or debates you have in your head right now. For example, do you make enough money? Do you need to have a new kitchen? Do you need to buy a new car? Are your kids doing well at school? Should you have kids by now? It's really difficult. What we tend to do is look around at people who are in a similar situation or similar age, and we make comparisons. It helps us make sense of the world. Comparison is part of being human because it's useful. So we can't just not compare ourselves. We need to learn how to work with it. And there's actually some positives from comparison on a high performance basis. There was a study by a New York University psychologist called Gavin Kilduff, and he found that people tend to perform better when their rivals are present. And he actually looked at racers, runners, and he analysed the, the performance of a local running club and he found that people tended to run far faster if their rival was also racing that day. And multiple rivals meant the runner sped through the course even faster. And there have been actually all kinds of studies showing that when you're around people who are performing well, you perform better. And it's due to that concept of comparison, which is deep in our psyche and our subconscious. Like I said, it's, it's not just social media or Instagram making us do it. It is part of what we're doing. And while I'm talking about social media, I don't think it's all social media platforms which exploit or uh, highlight this comparison. I think it's more visual ones. I think Instagram is probably the the best or worst, depending on how you look at it, at this, because it's very much about personal branding and about creating an image about yourself. Where if you look at TikTok, there's not much of that going on because it's actually a lot more playful a platform. It's all about going viral and having fun. It's not about curating a personal brand. If you look at Clubhouse, which I think is a wonderful new platform because it's all audio, there's very little comparison and it's much more about offering value and learning. So it's definitely not all social platforms and I don't want to sort of like bash the social media world of a big fat hammer. It's, it's definitely more nuanced than that. Anyway, back to the offline world. Look at sibling rivalry. Your sister is 
got a house of her husband, getting on with her life, they're thinking about having another kid and you're still in a job you hate and you shared flat in Hackney and you're the same age and when you hang out with your sister, you go, oh God, my life's a joke. You compare yourself. Maybe you're 35 and you don't have a baby and all your friends are. Makes you feel a certain way, right? You compare yourself, even if you don't want a baby, you end up comparing. It's part of our DNA. Now, I think this shows that comparison is quite a complex issue because woven into it are issues of jealousy, resentment on how unfair the world is, on personal identity. Think of it this way. When I talk about personal identity, we often define ourselves of who we are by the group we are in, be it our, our race or our sexuality, uh, how old we are, our, our social demographic, um, if we're liberal or conservative. Now, that's because there's other people around to kind of like work with and to sort of sit in a group with. Imagine you are in an island by yourself with none of that. It doesn't actually matter if you're gay or straight, if you're liberal or conservative, if you're male or female. None of that matters. We exist as people. Our identities exist because of our relationship with other people and how we define ourselves with other groups and other people. You know what? I sense myself going off topic. I'm going to stop myself there before I go down like a philosophical personal identity route because I could talk for hours on that and I don't think it's going to help anyone. Let's make this practical, this episode, super practical. So one of the key principles of not letting comparison take over your life is your mindset, it's your attitude, it's your self-esteem and it's your emotional state. Imagine you put a bikini on and you go to the beach and you catch someone's eye and you see them checking you out. Now, how does that make you feel? Do you automatically feel, yeah, of course they're checking me out because I'm hot? Or do you feel like, oh my God, they're staring at my cellulite, they're staring at my cellulite? Well, your answer depends on those things I mentioned, your mindset, your attitude, your self-esteem and your current emotional state. There's no real right or wrong. It's a complex issue. It's like reading a post on Instagram telling us not to compare. And we're like, all right, thanks. We know it's true. We're like, yeah, thanks. But it doesn't actually help us in any way whatsoever. It's like reading a tip on how to be successful. And someone says, oh, it's easy. Just be rich and hot and charismatic and have lots of friends and a big house. That's how you be successful. All right, thanks. <laughs> you know, We need practical information. Okay, and that's why I personally love podcasts and love books because you can go a bit more in depth than you ever could on Instagram or on Facebook or whatever. So let's start with my tips. Are you with me? You're still with me? You realize there's a bit of an issue that comparing isn't good, that you probably do it yourself. I know I do. You probably compare yourself to others. Let's think of some practical ways. And I'm going to share five things I do myself, which I think helps. And I want to share with them you because I think you'll get some value out of this. Number one. Be aware of how your mind works. Be aware of what comparison is when it's good and when it's bad. For example, if I just deleted everyone I follow on Instagram and only followed like the top 300 male bodybuilders in the world, would that be a good or bad thing? Well, it depends. If I desperately wanted to be a bodybuilder, then it'd probably be quite a good thing because every time I see those images, I would be either shamed into working harder or inspired to working harder. Either way, I would probably work harder in the gym and lift heavier weights and eat more food and do all the things you need to do to be a bodybuilder. Now, if I didn't want to be a bodybuilder, if it was like, if I didn't really, you know, I might like the idea of it, but if I didn't really want to give up work, give up my social life, start injecting and do all the things I'd have to do, then it'd be a ridiculous thing to follow those people. And that's what we're doing. We're following people who are like, like, influencers, uh, fitness influencers, whose job it is 
to be to look popular on social media for one and also to look a certain way of their lip fillers and fake boobs and their like strong glutes they their whole life is focused on that look and their popularity so of course they're going to be more popular than you and of course they're going to have bigger muscles and faker boobs and bigger lip fillers than you because that is their entire focus of their life now if you want to be a love island contestant yes please Follow those people because then you'll see what it's all about. And, you know, that that comparison would actually help you get closer to your goal if that's your goal. Number two, focus on your strengths. Focus on you. What are you good at? Focus on that, not on other people's strengths. If someone is a weightlifter, they've dedicated their life to weightlifting. Of course, they're good at that. If someone is a classical pianist, they've devoted their life to playing piano all day. Of course, they're good at that. They may not be good at other things which you're good at. Take a step back. Look at the bigger picture. Don't judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree. Now think about that. Why would you not judge a fish by the ability to climb a tree? Think about it. That's exactly why you shouldn't compare yourself in this way to others. But three, don't always compare up to better people. When I say better, I mean people who are richer or stronger or skinnier or prettier or got a better lifestyle. How about comparing down comparing people who haven't got what you've got this is how we get grateful and this is for me a very personal thing i i started traveling a lot when i was younger uh my first big trip was america but my my second big solo trip when i was 19 20 or so was south america then i spent six months there and i saw a lot of poverty in places like peru and ecuador and brazil and stuff but i remember going to india when i was i must have been 20 i was at university And that really opened my eyes. I'd never seen that much poverty. I mean, Peru and places in Brazil are pretty poor, but India, which is a beautiful country, and I'm, I mean, as I'm recording this right now, India is having all kinds of problems with COVID. 200,000 people have died and they're just having a nightmare over there. And it's, it's such a beautiful country with beautiful people. And it's, yeah, it's one of my favorite places. So it's horrible to see, but, but, India has so much poverty. When you go there, when you come back to anywhere, you don't want to complain about your shitty little car or your crap job or the fact that someone's made a bit more money than you or the fact that you're not verified on Instagram or the kind of minor, minor, minor first world problems. It just don't mean anything when you walk around a shanty town. Actually, same in Brazil. When you walk around a favela in Brazil, you feel just infinitely lucky for your situation. So, have some perspective. Talking of India and that example I gave about, you know, COVID, COVID is a great example of what's happening right now. Like there's people in Britain right now complaining about not being able to book a summer holiday when there's hundreds of thousands of people dying around the world. Open your eyes. Don't always compare to the person next to you or compare to celebrities. Look the other way. We're so lucky to... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm British. I mean, for me, I'm white, British, straight. I'm the classic privileged example, but I'm hyper aware of that. And I know I'm incredibly lucky. I'm incredibly lucky. My life is very, very blessed. And a lot of that is pure luck. Luck to the fact that I was born in Britain. Lucky that I was born in the 70s rather than the 1920s. Luck that I'm white because it's easier. Luck that I'm a guy because it's easier. In my profession, it's easier being a guy. Uh, lucky that I'm straight. Not that 
nowadays it doesn't make much difference particularly because i work in soho it doesn't make much difference if you go on straight but i didn't have to deal with wrestling with my sexual identity as a kid i didn't have any of that it was straightforward i fancied girls it, it made life easier so i know i'm incredibly incredibly privileged and it makes me feel very very grateful you know what gratitude is the antidote to resentment to jealousy and to comparison i urge you to practice it it's also the foundation to manifestation and the law of attraction if you're into that shit okay tip number four focus on your behind the scenes save yourself from giving energy to other people's highlights and focus on your behind the scenes what you're doing right now your goals your ambitions your mission I promise you, you will not get consumed by other people's successes when you're focused on what you're doing and you really delve into the details. You develop mastery of your craft, be you an actor or a banker or an accountant or a personal trainer or whatever you're doing. If you really focus on being great at what you do and enjoying your life and really kind of creating, curating and creating the best life for you, then it doesn't matter what other people are doing. It's when we're feeling a bit rubbish about where we are in life, when we're feeling a bit either lonely or sad or dysfunctional or a loser, that's when we look externally and that's when we're our, kind of our worst enemy. So go back to your goals. Think about your vision. Think about your dreams. Who do you want to be? What do you want to achieve? You know what? Life is short and it's precious. You don't want to waste your energy in toxic relationships toxic conversations or toxic internal thoughts and over comparing yourself to other people and so much so that it makes you feel crap it just makes no sense at all it's a waste of energy and um i want you to be happy i want you to feel good about yourself so you know be aware if that's happening if you're finding for example that like you're spending a lot of time on social media and it makes you feel crap get rid of it the world still goes on. You'll find you'll have a lot more free time and you'll feel better. And you know to go back to it later if you want to. You know, even if your work is if your work is completely dependent on it, well, you can always hire someone else to look after it. You know, I, I, I think you have to be very careful with social media because it definitely amplifies, like I said earlier, particularly Instagram, it particularly amplifies the comparison. So I think it, you have to be quite strong. I know for me, I'm... I'm a relatively strong guy. My mental health is pretty good, but I'm very careful about who I follow. Um, I find a lot of accounts, particularly in my industry, in the fitness industry, incredibly toxic because a lot of people are reducing fitness just down to the way you look. And it's all about showing off. And it's it's kind of the opposite of why I coach. I like coaching people so so they feel great about themselves. And yes, I understand people want to get a better body, but just to get a better body and forgetting about fitness and capability and, and health just seems absolutely ridiculous to me. Um, so, yeah, so when I sort of, I don't follow any bodybuilders or, you know, I have a few friends who do a, a modeling, but if someone just posts pictures of them with their top off or girls like in bikinis, I won't follow them no matter how friendly I am with them because it doesn't help me at all. It makes me either think they're stupid or just it makes me kind of think about my own body and I don't want to think about my own body. I like my body because I can do lots of stuff with it. I do not want to let it be reduced just to uh, my six pack or lack of or my muscles or lack of. 
no, I don't want to have a relationship with my body like that. I refuse to have a relationship with my body like that. I like my body because of what it can do, not for what it looks like. And it's that's a very powerful and important distinction. So even for me, um, I I find myself really being careful about who I follow. You should be really careful too or get off it. All right, bit of a tangent about Instagram, but a lot of people talk to me about this, so... So yeah, I thought I'd mention it. Okay. Number five, my final tip for today is slightly linked to what I said earlier that comparison is entwined with often a bits of jealousy and resentment. Have a look at the people you're slightly jealous or resentful of. Some people you kind of love to hate a little bit, be it on Instagram, be it on real life. Think about what annoys you about them. And then let me ask you this. What can you learn from them? Like the thing which annoys us the most about other people is often because that thing is scratching like a scab deep in our heart. And we're like, ah, actually, maybe I am a bit lazy. Maybe I should lose a little bit of weight. Maybe I should get a better job. Maybe I am a bit lonely. I need to get more friends. Whatever it may be, that kind of deep, dark thing we don't like about ourselves, we kind of know we should improve. Maybe... That is what's being itched and we can learn from them. And then rather than being resentful, we can be thankful and we'd be like, hey, I can learn from that person. And then when you look at their post again, hopefully not too often, you're like, thank you. You've taught me a lesson. Now it sounds a bit silly, but think about it. I know for me, this has worked and it may be worked for you too. All right. So that's it. That's the end of the episode. Just to recap comparison is part of our DNA. It's normal. We have to work with it rather than completely avoiding it altogether. We have to accept it's part of who we are as humans and we have to make sure it doesn't take over our lives. What works for me is being aware of this for a start, um, not being selective in terms of what we compare about, focusing more on ourselves, on our own strengths rather than other people's strengths, uh, focusing on our behind the scenes rather than other people, um, learning from who we're jealous of, as well and just being grateful hey so that's it hopefully one or two of these points resonated i'd love to find out which ones you can always email me and have a chat let me know at dan at danrobertsgroup.com or you can head over to our methodology x instagram which is at methodology underscore x but you know what what i'd really appreciate and i have asked a couple of times but i don't think anyone's done it I would love a review on iTunes because the more people who uh, review on iTunes, the more this podcast gets bumped up and the more people who see it. Now, if it's a positive review, that's great. It's lovely, you know, positive reinforcement. If it's a negative review and you're criticizing me, great, because then I can learn from it. So the way I see it, it's a complete win-win. So if you could spend like just three minutes right now, if you've got this far into the podcast and head over to iTunes, search for MX Podcast with Dan Roberts and write some words from the heart. I would really, really appreciate it. Alrighty. Take care, stay safe, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the MX Podcast. All feedback, reviews, and social shares are very much appreciated. To find out more about the Methodology X Online Members Club, our award-winning MX Group Fitness Classes, or to join our global family of MX instructors, please visit danrobertsgroup.com.